G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz and this is episode number nine of the Outback Mine podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, I have a guest all the way from Woomera Mallee on the phone with me by the name of Gavin Morrow. Gavin Morrow has been instrumental in uh, trying to raise awareness around mental health in the region for quite a few years now. And uh, for those of you that know country Victoria, there's been a lot of, uh, I suppose, problems with with male suicide, particularly in the region of the the Woomera, Greater Western Victoria uh area for for quite a while and you know gavin's trying to do what he can with some uh, support of others to be able to help promote some change in the region and to uh help people understand uh mental health a little bit better to try and sort of break the stereo stereotype and the stigma around it uh, which has been a, a huge challenge but certainly um you know healthy minds and what gavin's doing is making some terrific headway into that area so We'll bring out uh, Gavin on to uh, to chat to us and uh, give us a bit of an update on what's happening in the area and give us some tips and tricks about uh, how to stay healthy, happy, uh, mind, body, uh, and also give some farmers advice out there on what they can do to be able to uh, manage their mental health a bit better. You there, mate? You there, Gav? Yeah, good day, Aaron. How are you going? Good, mate. How are you? Thanks very much for making time for me. I know you're really busy. Uh, Gavin's got a car dealership uh, in Horsham called Morrow Toyota, and uh, certainly, uh, was it Morrow Toyota or is it Morrow Nissan now? Yeah, that's right. So, uh, uh, Morrow um, Toy- Toyota, mate, is it? Is he still a Toyota dealer? Not, not anymore. It's, it's, we've got Nissan Mazda on Hyundai now. Oh, so right, we, we okay. used to have Toyota. I thought so. Yeah, there you go. Unreal, mate. So, uh, yeah, really grateful for you coming in and, uh, and having a yak, mate. And, um, I know, uh, I know you've got plenty on your plate at the moment. Football season's not far off starting down there as well, so um, much to do. So I'd really, uh, yeah, mate, I'd be really grateful to sort of, um, you know, get a bit of an idea of your, your background, where you're from and sort of where you are now and how, uh, as this conversation unfolds, how sort of mental health's going in that particular region. Yeah, no, thanks, Aaron. Um, no, pleasure to be here. Um, I, I guess my, my story... Uh, started in uh, Warwick Medeal about 11 years ago. Um, I had uh, three three young children, and and over the period of a couple of months, we had uh, two uh, young people suicide in our town in a small population. So it was a it was a pretty big shock. Um, and one day, I was I, my uh, son, who was 14 or 15, had a few friends around, and. And in, in, we were talking about the suicide, and I, and I asked them, you know, is, is suicide an option for you guys if things get really tough? Mm. And, and they said, they all went around the table and spoke about that, you know, they probably thought about it, but never would act on it, probably. Mm. And, and that really concerned me. But, um, after the suicide, I, I felt like we had to do something for the community, mm. but I didn't know what to do. So. Um, I contacted uh, Jeff Kennett, who at that time was the uh, chairman of Beyond Blue, and I sent him a letter and just explained what happened and just said I I didn't know what to do to help. Mm. Well, to my surprise, he he rang me back 
and he said, um, he said, I know what to do. We'll, we'll come up there and have a public forum. So um, we, we organised that. And in the um, community centre at Warrickenville, we, we had hundreds turn up, but it blew me away. Mm. And, and Jeff sort of spoke about, you know, his experience at Beyond Blue and, and, um, and spoke, you know, spoke about what, what he knew um, about suicide. And, and one thing I learned after that night, I had that many people come to me and say that, um, uh, that they suffered from depression. Really? And at that stage, I wasn't aware of the link with depression and suicide. Um, so it started, that's where it all started, leading down that path. Um, and, and the other thing that become clear over the years, and, and probably still to this day, although it is getting better, is how hard it is for people to get help. Mm, mm. Re- really, really difficult. Uh, uh, nearly everyone I speak to says the same thing. So still, it's still happening now, mate, in the Wimmera Valley, there's, there's not a lot of support. No, no. And, and look, to be honest, I don't know whether it's just restricted to here. Um, I think in the metro areas you have a little bit more support, but certainly in um, regional or, or rural Australia, it's, it, um, it's it has been pretty poor. Yeah. There is, however, there is some good um, good things happening, um, and I can only speak for our area. But there are some um, good good people working, you know, to to try and help people with this. Um, mm. uh, you know, getting some some help, so which is good. Support, mate. Um, look, for, first of all, uh, really, really tremendous to to hear what you've done and to actually like sit down with your, your young son and talk about this sort of stuff. And you're right, it is quite alarming because a young boy doesn't really know much about themselves and if they do feel vulnerable, that suicide option is, uh, is quite common, particularly if it's, if it's happened uh, in a regional town, it sort of seems to snowball quite a bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, to be able to, to address that and be able to do what you did is, um, is, uh, is really tremendous, mate, and uh, that sort of may, maybe saved some people's lives, I would have thought back then, just by actually having people come to you and speak about you know, what was going on within themselves. Yeah, well, I guess from, 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 where, from where I left off after Jeff Kenneth came in, um, that, that's when we formed Healthy Minds. Mm-hmm. Um, so we formed Healthy Minds Horsham, and, and that was based on a model out of um, Swan Hill that originated from there. And so we formed a small group, it was only about three of us, and we started, we started um, because from the feedback we got, people found it hard to get help or didn't know where to get help. So we started finding what help there was out there and then um, printing cards and, and making flyers and getting that out as many people as we could mm. so if people were in need they had a list of phone numbers or, or organizations to contact yeah but, but that was the first thing we did um I, I guess just to go back a step um it's it's interesting to um to look at some of the statistics in, on suicide in australia now I'll, I'll give you some figures and, and these are these are over a year old now and i'm going to be really I'm probably disappointed to see what the figures are um, after the COVID year we've just been through because I think they might might have risen. Yes. But this is going up to 2019. Mm-hmm. That every day in Australia there is 8.3 deaths from suicide. Mm. 
and there was a 9% increase in suicide over the previous year, which is a, which is a big jump. Mm. Um, the rate of suicide is double that of the national road toll, and police respond to incidents of psychiatric crisis or attempts of suicide every 12 minutes in Victoria. Really? And we've seen an 88% increase between 2014 and 2018. And another interesting point is that the number of suicides of women aged under 25 has increased by 76% over a 10-year period. Uh, and, and over a year in Australia, there are 64,000 attempts of suicide. Mate, um, um, I, I just wanted to uh, reiterate, or I'll just speak about a, a message that I was sent the other day. On the five days of the lockdown in Victoria, there was uh, over 40 suicides. Yep. And there was thousands of calls every day to Lifeline. So uh, scary. Yeah, it scary, is. Scary figures. And, it is, and, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and one, one thing that we've, we've found that there's a lot of people out there trying to do something to, to help this, to help reduce suicide and help, you know, help with depression. But what, what we've seen that a, a lot of things, a lot of things that people are doing, we've been doing for a hundred years and it's not changing anything. So, so we've made our mission of, of healthy minds to do something different because if we keep on doing the same thing, we're never going to see a different result. Yes. We've, we've got to be doing something different. Yeah. And and you know, the thing that you learn something new every day, and I can tell you that's very true in this field. <laughs> we've uh, we've evolved a lot over the eleven years, and but I think I think what we've learned has has probably field in us that we're going the right direction. Yes. Um, in, with, with help for people. And and the overall thing is, uh, we think stress, well, it's not we don't think, we know stress is the, is the, um, the common denominator for uh, uh, depression and, and which can lead on to suicide as well. Mm. So that's, that's the key thing that we're working on to reduce to teach people how to reduce stress and manage stress, um, and, and that helps them with their depression. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Let's let's take a step back. So, where do you where do you think the stress is coming from? Well, when when you talk to people, every everyone's different, um, and everyone handles stress in a different way. So, what what can be stressful? for you might not be stressful for me. So um, I don't think there's any hard and fast rule, but in in this role, I've, I've got to speak to a lot of people who have attempted suicide and, and, and haven't succeeded, thank heavens. Mm. And so I, I speak to these people and and um, some, of the, some of the things that have caused them to, to attempt it has been, you know, a breakdown in relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, financial stress or uh, financial embarrassment. Mm. So, so, for example, someone's had a um, you know a farmer maybe that's had the farm handed down through the family over generations, and they've struck you know a bad end of year, got in a financial difficulty, and and is terribly embarrassed mm. because they into this situation, mm. Mm. and 
and what we know is you can re- you can recover from this, but at the time they they can't see a way out. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's, there's various things that cause the stresses, and and you know, and, and with you teaching yoga and meditation, and and you taught me meditation. Um, that that's that's a, a really really good method to, to help handle a, a stressful situation. Yeah, mate, um, I appreciate that. Certainly, one thing we don't understand, particularly as men, is we are so we are so uh, protective of our image and, uh, and what that might look like, particularly in, in your area, you know, in that smaller regional area. Uh, we, we, we identify with, with that and our assets and the things that we actually have. Um, yeah. What 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 we sort of learn. This is why I'm so passionate about you know doing the 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 yoga and the meditation to actually help people understand. Well, once they they release that attachment, um, then then all the suffering disappears. So to be able to to get back to to your real self, just to let let yourself know that everything is okay and everything will take care of itself. You know, nine times out of ten things things change for the better for you. And uh, it's just about moving through the bottom of the pendulum, which is where guys are when they get to that point where they feel like suicide or they feel like there's no way out, you know. Um, and, and really, I, I really believe, Gab, Gab, because we've just been so stimulated and educated to support the economy, we've got to be able to do these things that actually help us um, self-regulate so we can know that when... Um, when our minds at speed, how to put the brakes on? Yeah, you know how we how we can slow down. So it's just like learning any new skill. Um, if you want to learn something new, you've got to practice it, practice it, practice it, so you can learn that self regulation. But you know, through our education system and, and and all that type stuff, uh, we've got our foot on the accelerator all the time. Yeah, that's you know? absolutely. Yeah, same with sports and same with all the things that go around that. And then we think that, you know, the, um, the, the material stuff is what makes us happy. But really, underneath all that, there's a, a, you know, a beautiful uh, place that we can come to, which actually really gets us connected with ourselves again. So this is why, yeah, exactly what you said. I'm really grateful that you brought up those, those things like the, the grounding practices like yoga and meditation, which will help, you know, change the culture uh, of, uh, of mental health issues, I believe, in, uh, in regional Victoria, but also throughout the country if we can embrace it more. That, that's, that's a good point. You know, probably since we've started this, um, I, I reckon that's got a lot better. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of that uh, organisations out there, like, like Beyond Blue, Black Dog Community, um, and there's many others that have encouraged people to talk about mental health and I reckon that's really made a big difference mm. um, it, it's, it has encouraged people to you know admit to friends and families that they've got um, you know um, having trouble with depression or whatever mm. so, that, so that's one thing the one thing about talking about it the, the next point is what you do after that and, mm. that, and that's the biggest issue that people have yeah that's right Gav, you know, sorry, go, go ahead, mate. What, what was that, sorry? Go, go ahead, keep going, sorry, I cut you off there. Um, yeah, so 
all, all these um, all these organisations that encourage you to talk about it, unfortunately, haven't got anything to follow up with on what to do next, and 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 that's that's where we need to take the next step um, in in actually giving people the second step. What okay, you've come out and you've talked about it. What do you do now? Yeah. Um, it's um, what what we've been finding, like uh, with healthy minds, we've, we've got ten steps that we we recommend to people because everyone's different. We we give ten ideas of things that people can can try and do and and in, involve in their life over a period of time, mm. um, and find the thing that works for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a bit like um, you know we've spoken about meditation, and we believe meditation is one of the best things. For depression. Mm. Um, we, we, we've learned from people with, with lived experience, which is the most important thing, um, that, that have used meditation and and become drug free and, and they're living a, a great life. Mm. So, so we know it does happen. And, and just quickly, I'll, I'll share you a very interesting story from um, someone that come and spoke to us. Um, Dawn O'Neill, she, she uh, used to uh, work um, for Beyond Blue. Yeah. And um, and years ago, she went up and there was an Aboriginal community um, in the Northern Territory. And they used to have a rate of suicide uh, around one a week. And it was a very small community. So it was a very high rate. So Dawn went up there and spent a number of weeks in the community teaching them mindfulness. Mm. And, um, and after she left... Um, in the next 12 months, there wasn't any more suicide. Yes, there you go. No, it's, it's a really powerful story. So it can it, it proves to us that mindfulness or meditation work. Mm. Yeah, um, no, so, absolutely. So, but and also but what we've found is, you know, when, when we when we try and um, promote mindfulness or, or meditation, not not everyone everyone is so keen to try it. Yeah. Um, well, well, I guess so, uh, on that mate, it's you know, it's really it's confronting ourselves. It's being able to, to to take the foot off the accelerator, so we can sort of come back to the sense of the sense of who we are before we were sort of you know taken away from from that. You know, a lot of us are fearful just to to be still and, and observe what's going on. But as I mentioned, it's like any new skill; it just takes time, mate. And this is why it's really good to have a mentor. Or someone that's actually guiding you through, so you can actually have that stability and structure. Yep, yep. But the, the other thing is, you know, we're we've been bred that we we want an instant fix. We you know we want a, a tablet, just go to the doctor, get a tablet, and fix it instantly. Mm. And and unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Mm. This right. this is a, a journey. So with someone with depression, it's 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 a journey. It's not a quick fix. But if you put the steps in place, you can get on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. Just like a skill, mate. You're right. And either, I look, you know, I've spoken to you about this, but primarily what what governments really want is is to keep spending. So that'll that'll mean that'll mean going to the bottle shop, that'll mean going to the doctor to, to buy tablets, that type of thing. But all yeah. the all the all the power is within ourselves. You know, if we can just get back to that, exactly like what you've just explained, to be able to come back to finding a practice where you find that balance and rhythm again within yourself again, then you have got the ability to be able to overcome the tension that's in the body and mind to settle that down. 
And our, our, yeah. our bodies and minds are trying to be healthy all the time. That's their job. So we're going to look at where the pressure is coming from and then release that pressure and that will help things um, you know, come back to balance again. Yeah. Um, I, like there's, there was one thing, you know, when, when we've tried to promote uh, mindfulness and that, we, we used, um, you know, some people were sceptical about it. So we, we um, learned a lot from an associate professor at Monash Uni in Melbourne, uh, Dr. Craig Hassett. Yep. And he's, he's come up to Horsham um, then five or six times now. And, and with science, he's, he's, he's shown and proven what, what mindfulness can do. And, and it's not only to help with depression and reducing stress, he, he showed us and provided us proof that it helps with our, um, our natural health as well. Yep. Absolutely. Our overall health. So it's, it's, a, it's a really important tool. Um, you, know, and I, you know, I can't speak highly on that public. Mm, that's right. And he's, he's blending in um, you know, science with, uh, with Eastern philosophy and Eastern wisdom uh, to yeah. be able to understand as humans that we, 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 we have got the ability to be able to, um, to, to, to manage our go with our slow. So to be able to, to find the balance between the two, because if we have got the foot on the accelerator, like I, I've spoken to Craig uh, about this, you know, our amygdala, which is part of our brain, is, is like on all the time. We've got to learn how to turn that off. Yeah. And a, yeah. Guy, a guy that's, that's, that's depressed or the guy that's suicidal, that, that, is like, that is like, you know, running at 100 mile an hour. So... Uh, so they can't see any other way when they get to that stage, you know. So uh, to be able to, 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 to release that and turn that off through uh, practices that actually help you settle the nervous system down is what can, and, you know, contribute to controlling that. And Craig, Craig's got, you know, tremendous knowledge around uh, the, the human brain, how it actually works, the functionality of it all, and uh, he's able to sort of bring in... Um, uh, some guidance from the Eastern philosophy, which actually like really marries up well with what we're doing here in the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Craig goes and speaks you know, all over the world on 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 his knowledge of mindfulness, and um, you know he's spoken in the the British House of Commons and and taught them mindfulness because mm. you know in Parliament it was a it's a very stressful. Um, uh, you know, part of the world, and, and, and so he went in there and taught the mindfulness, and and you know, it's, it appears that in other places around the world, they're they're open to all this, but in Australia, it, it's not there yet. Mm. It's, it's getting there, but it's not there yet. Yeah, we've got a long way to go. Absolutely, mate. Um, we we have got a long way to go. It's got to be the life's changed. You were born in the sixties or seventies, and uh, life's changed so much. It's so much more fast paced. Our, our, our minds and our nervous system uh, really have to work hard to, to, to be uh, able to be active in this society that we're in now. So to be able to, as I said, match the, the go with the slow is really important because if we're not doing the slow stuff, then all of a sudden we're going to find ourselves with this ease, whether that be in the body or the mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's really important. So, so what's going on back there with local government, mate? Are they doing anything to support mental health in the region? You there, mate? No, sorry, you can't get on me. So, gotcha. No worries. 
Uh, what's going on back there with local government? Are they doing anything to support mental health in the region? Yeah, look, um, we do get support from, um, from from our Horsham Royal City Council yeah. um, in regards to when, when we, we hold, you know, maybe one to two events um, uh, in Horsham, and, and they, they do support us. Um, we, we don't get any government funding as such. We, we just get support from the community financially to, to run these events, and we've been doing um, uh, six-week courses uh, in Horsham once or twice a year um, teaching people uh, mindfulness mm-hmm. and we've been getting a good uptake of that. Right. So, so that's been good. And the other thing that we're canvassing, we started canvassing this the last year, uh, was um, we, we, we know there's a desperate need for a, a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week mental health facility in Horsham. Yeah. Which will... Which will um, you know, cater for all the women. Um, at, at the moment, we haven't got any facility in Horsham and our, our closest um, facilities in Ballarat, which is uh, two hours away from Horsham, yeah. but, you know, th- two and a half, three hours away from other towns in the Wimmera state. So what we're finding is, and when we're talking to people, um, because they've got to go to Ballarat, unless they're in a really bad way, they just won't even go. Yeah. And not just Which that, I was going to say, Gav, like if you go further west of Horsham, you've got like Nil, Bordertown, Caniva, like they're, they're miles away from any of these services, so it makes sense to actually have something in that, in that town, in that, in that area. Yeah, exactly. So um, the, the, local, the local Horsham Rotary Clubs have been really supportive, and, and together with them and, and, and segments of the community, um, we're... Look, the COVID year stopped us, but and, um, going now, we're, we're sort of starting to build up um, momentum again and, and trying to put pressure on the um, state and federal government to um, to fund something at the at the Wimmer Hospital, so mm-hmm. Hospital. Great. Uh, mate, uh, when, when I was back there, like I, that was my, my real passion, to be able to set up something where people had a space to go, um, that they could get support and also... You know, come and, and just uh, you know f- find uh, find a space where they felt safe to be able to discuss uh, what's going on in their lives primarily, but also to be able to teach them practices where um, where they can um, take take uh, some some form of control or self awareness back. But uh, that 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 flame for me hasn't gone out, mate. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one day. It's just gonna be a matter of when uh, and be uh, be able to fund it, I suppose. But you know, these pre- preventative, preventative measures, I think, is what we really need because we've got so much reaction in the area um, to physical health. You know, there's cancer research centres, there's all these sorts of things. Well, how about we actually like take a, a different approach and start to do things that are pre-ability rather than rehabilitative, you know? And, and mental health is um, at the forefront of that. If we can prevent things from happening, then we're a long way ahead rather than reacting at the end. Absolutely correct. We, we, we keep on saying it's a million times, but um, the money that's spent or funded for, um, for like, the, the, the road toll, mm. um, for, for cancer and, and everything else, which is all good, but you look at what what depression and suicide, um, you know, in, in just in regards to the death toll mm. and also the, um, the ongoing... Like, when one person's got depression, it, it affects... 
their partner, mm. their family, yeah. their friend, uh, their workplace. So there's a, there's a massive roll-on effect from just one person with the, you know severe depression. So mm. uh, if we can do something proactive before it even gets to that point, it would save so many dollars. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so many dollars. Pro- proactive rather than reactive, mate. And the whole model is very reactive in, in many ways. Um, yeah. I know with um, with some of the work that I've done in workplaces, just to go in and, and talk about the power of this, you know, to be able to bring in a, uh, a preventative culture. One organisation I was working with in Horsham, looking after health and safety there, you know, they, they were having uh, workers' complaints, but I was able to turn that around by actually giving people a mindfulness practice and some yoga practice that they actually did in the morning before they started their day, and they walked off so much better and so much more aware and what they would if they yep. had have walked in and just, you know, felt half asleep and... Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, so it's actually about the employers giving back too. I really believe there's a huge need and a huge gap there for the employers to be able to just invest a little bit more to look after their people and that keeps them happy, healthy and well. They keep engaged, they stay longer. You know, you're not turning people over as much as what you would. You know, it's really not rocket science. I've been talking about this stuff for 20 years, but... There's not a lot of employers that are really, um, you know, backing it and, and taking the um, preventative approach because, I don't know, like life gets in the way, you know, the bottom bottom line gets in the way, all those sorts of things. But I just think if uh, if employers can really start to, to flip the way that they think, uh, things will, will change. Now, if you went to uni and did a, a Masters of Business Administration, you don't get taught any of this sort of stuff. It's all about performance and KPIs and making money and all those sorts of things. But I think yep. a big part of that should be what can you do to, to keep your staff happy, healthy and well. And there's a lot of organisations, exactly. or some organisations that talk the talk, but not many that walk the walk in, in many ways, you know. So it's about really trying to flip that. And I just think we're in a really uh, opportune time to be able to make those changes, whether you're a small business, a medium business or a large business, it, it can be done, you know, there's, there's no doubt. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Investing back into your people, mate. What's going on with men's circles back there? Is there much going on? Um, look, this is... Yeah, sorry. So, what was that like, Aaron? Uh, with, with, with men's circles, there's not much happening back there at the moment with men's circles, is there? Or is it picked up again? No, there's... Um, there is there is a group that meets um, uh, called Grow. Yep. And um, so that but that's open to the male and females. That that's been running in Horsham for twenty odd years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's operating, but but only just. Um, you know, I guess we've got our men's sheds, which 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 is good for them to go to, but but not, nothing like a men's circle, mate. Yeah, sure. I know that there's. There's been you know, a bit of a shift there, and men's circles are starting to become more and more common and popular. And guys are coming along and just really opening up to uh, to share. So I've started one up here, and it's it's going really well. Like you know, guys are coming in quite nervous, but after half an hour or an hour, they're feeling so comfortable. They're just letting go of what's going on, and then then the whole the whole group puts their arms around them basically and starts to uh, to to support them. So. Uh, it's been been able to break down some stereotypes and so forth, but I just really believe in that uh, in that area, mate. You've got you've got towns like Horsham, you know, Stall, 
Ararat, Wagner-Beal, Dimbula. If there was men's circles in all those areas, mate, I, I just think it'd have a tremendous impact to be able to have a space where guys can get together once a week or a fortnight to be able to have discussions on on what's going on in their lives. And that can lift them up if they are feeling, feeling uh, depressed, uh, to be able to you know share what's going on within themselves and be able to you know, get uh, get some advice and guidance from others, other other individuals and other men without judgment, fear, or comparison. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That, you know, I've I've always said to people that you know being involved in a in a sporting club is it, it makes you go and talk to people. Mm. Um, so, so if you're a bit isolated, and um, you know, you know, one example which is common around here is farmers. Like you know, they don't get a lot of um, people contact so mm. um, we, we you know we, we often say look if you're involved in a sporting club whatever it is ball, football whatever um, going to and participating in that in that um, sporting endeavour mm. you know you're talking to people and and you might be getting deep and personal but at least you you know you're getting contact and releasing some stress doing something. Yeah, you've got, that's right, absolutely. Like a lot of it, like it is alcohol-based and it's hard to change that culture, but you, you, you're right yeah. if uh, you, you're right if you're able to just get in there and communicate and have that, uh, that camaraderie is really important, particularly, you know, like in the older days, like a guy had finished police playing career and he'd disconnect, but just still being involved around a club is really important. And as you know, football and netball clubs are so strong in that, uh, in that area and it's just... Um, such an important fabric of the communities to be able to have those uh, those things going on. Mind you, Gav, you know, football and netball is not for everyone, so there's also got to be support mechanisms outside of that for the average person that's not really, um, yeah. uh, you know, sport, uh, sports-minded, I guess, at the end of the day. So to be able to have something that's, that's, whole, yeah, something that's holistic that, uh, that, that can embrace everyone, I think, is really important outside of religion um, yeah. and outside of, of sport, just something that's really... Uh, really functional for everyone in the in the community. I think uh, you know something that's, that's very very helpful for sure. So just just be open to those sorts of things in the future. Maybe um, if there is an opportunity to be able to branch out into small regional towns. Um, but yeah, sports certainly are such an important part of everyone's life, or not everyone, but most people's lives in those particular areas. So it's been like that for for you know quite a few years, hasn't it? I suppose. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, um, really, uh, really appreciate your time. I know you're uh, you're busy, and um, certainly uh, would be great to get you back on for another chat uh, as this evolves over the journey. Uh, just to let us know how things are going with healthy minds in the in the Wimmera Mallee and what progression's been made. I really congratulate you for what you're doing, and you know it's only the beginning, mate. Um, I know it's been a while since you've got this going, but I really believe now's a pivotal time to be able to. To move things up and uh, and on, and to be able to help more people out there that may be uh, experiencing uh, mental health challenges, to be able to um, get some support and get um, get their lives back on track again. Absolutely, and you know, and and, and you're you're probably been a part of our healthy minds in, in uh, involvement. We've you've pointed in the right direction a few times, and we appreciate that. So, and definitely keep in touch. Oh, good on you, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Gav, and I'll talk to you soon, mate. Yep, keep up the good work. Cheers. Thanks, mate. There you go, guys. Gavin Morrow from Horsham uh, in country Victoria, regional Victoria, Wimmera Mallee. 
If you'd like to get hold of Gavin to talk about Healthy Minds and what their program does and if that can uh, help you within your particular communities and regions, please reach out to me. Uh, my email is support at outbackmind.com.au. The website is www.outbackmind.com.au. Uh, and um, yeah, look, if I can help out in any way um, with, uh, with, with any advice or, or uh, things that I can possibly do to help you as an individual or your community, uh, happy to uh, do what I can. So appreciate you listening in. I uh, appreciate any uh, feedback or comments you've got on the podcast. I'd, uh, I'd be grateful. So talk to you soon. Thanks very much. Cheers.